This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Good morning, I'm Liz Anderson. Coming up, dangerous heat and humidity are on tap today. A heat advisory goes into effect later this morning. A Virginia judge will allow documents to be unsealed in an alleged neo-Nazis trial. I'm Acacia James. Wes Moore on Maryland's election for governor. The choice is very clear. I'm Shana Stulen. It's 8 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Liberty Mutual Insurance. I'm Linda Kenyon in Washington. The heat is unrelenting, says Bob Orovic with the National Weather Service. Heat indices are going to be well over 100 across a lot of those areas. That's the reason why the National Weather Service does have heat advisories out from the Southern Plains through the Ohio Valley and across the northeastern part of the country. The heat affects different people in different ways. I half a block and I almost fainted. Organizers of today's New York City Triathlon have decided to shorten this year's race by 16 miles due to the sweltering heat. WCBS-TV's John Elliott is there. This is men first-timers, and they uh, take off in flights. They swim up. It's part of swimming, running, and biking. That is the sound of the crackle of the flames licking through the terrain in central California. CBS's Wendy Gillette has the latest on the fire and on the evacuations. In Mariposa County, California, drought is fueling the Oak Fire, which erupted Friday, forcing more than 6,000 residents to evacuate. This is the first time ever in my life being evacuated, so, so this is kind of different. You know, a lot of anxiety. At least 2,000 homes are threatened. Wendy Gillette, CBS News. Dozens of people reported killed in Friday's Russian missile attack that happened in Odessa, Ukraine, at the port that Russia had agreed to open up for grain exports. The BBC's Fergal Keane describes some of the destruction. You can see the broken windows, the gutted building, and from those windows, makeshift ropes that people used to try and escape the blaze. Others, higher up, jumped to try and save their lives. Meanwhile, the U.S. State Department says two Americans have been killed in the Donbass region of Ukraine. Further information not yet available. The World Health Organization has declared monkeypox a global health emergency here in the U.S. While the vast majority of monkeypox cases involve men who have sex with other men, there are some exceptions. The CDC just reported two cases in the U.S. involving children, likely as a result of household transmission. WCBS is Christina Fan. We're all focused on recent mass shootings in America, but it's been 10 years since the Aurora, Colorado theater shooting. I had a choice, be the product of my circumstances or be the product of my decisions. A decade ago, Josh Nolan survived the horrors inside Theater 9. It's a night that cost him his leg and sense of self, but he's since found help. This battle isn't mine alone. At Saturday's reflection ceremony, he credited family and friends for their support. Connor McHugh from KCNC-TV. This is... Liberty Mutual customizes your car and home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Visit LibertyMutual.com to learn more. 8.03 on Sunday, July 24th. 78 degrees, dangerously hot and humid, going to the mid to upper 90s today.
Good morning, I'm John Aaron, and we are expecting a sizzling Sunday. Much of the country is dealing with dangerously high temperatures, and it's no different here in the D.C. region. The heat advisory will be in effect here from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m. today. Temperatures will be in the mid to upper 90s, but it'll feel more like 105 when you factor in the humidity. It's expected to be hottest east of I-95. You are, of course, urged to stay indoors if you can. But if you have to go out and about today, be sure to stay hydrated and stick to the shade as much as possible. Some scattered storms are expected to pop up throughout the day, but those likely won't cut the extreme heat. Go to WTOP.com for a list of cooling centers in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia to help you find refuge from the heat if you need it. D.C.'s heat emergency plan activating those cooling centers goes into effect at 10 a.m., of course, we will keep you updated in weather on the 8s. We could soon learn more about the case of an alleged neo-Nazi sympathizer who's accused of killing his girlfriend's parents. A Virginia judge has rejected a move to keep documents sealed in the case. The documents are expected to reveal more details from the years-long prosecution of Nicholas Giampa, who was 17 in December 2017 when his girlfriend's parents were killed in their Herndon home. The case attracted national attention because of evidence Giampa supported neo-Nazi philosophies. Neighbors said the teen mowed a huge swastika into a community field. The ruling follows motions by the Washington Post and the Associated Press to access the records, citing the public's interest and the news organization's constitutional rights. The order by Fairfax County Circuit Judge won't take effect for 10 days to give the defense and prosecution time to appeal. Acacia James, WTOP News. A man who died after a shooting in downtown Frederick, Maryland has now been identified. Police say 26-year-old Michael Olenee was shot early yesterday morning along North Market Street. An officer responded after hearing a gunshot and found the victim. He was taken to the hospital but died a short time later. There have now been 200 homicides in Baltimore this year. The city hit the number when a 52-year-old man was shot to death Friday evening. The Baltimore Sun reports Baltimore is on pace to record more than 300 homicides for the eighth straight year. Campaign 2022 on WTOP, Maryland's new Democratic nominee for governor, Wes Moore, is promising to take his Republican opponent, Dan Cox, seriously. The choice is very clear, very clear in November. It's a choice between unity and division. The best-selling author and former CEO of an anti-poverty nonprofit said in his first speech since cinching the nomination that despite Cox's allegiance to former president Donald Trump, the election isn't about the former president. Abortion access is on the ballot. Public school funding is on the ballot. A $15 minimum wage is on the ballot. The future of our environment is on the ballot. Moore beat a number of high-profile Democrats, including former U.S. Labor Secretary Tom Perez and Peter Francho, the state's comptroller. Shana Stulen, WTOP News. More mail-in votes have been counted this weekend, but there remains very little separation between the top two Democrats fighting for the nomination to run as Montgomery County Executive. After yesterday's count, incumbent Mark Elrich leads challenger David Blair by just 276 votes. And there appears to be a long road ahead. After these mail-in ballots are counted, the County Board of Elections will shift its attention to provisional ballots on Wednesday. The last of the mail-in ballots won't start being counted until Friday. In a message late last week, Elrich said there were likely lots of votes to tally up. This year, over 115,000 mail-in ballots were requested. And as of Election Day, only 29,388 had been received. Reardon Sullivan has already been projected as the winner on the Republican side. Coming up, what should we expect in the coming weeks in Ukraine? It's 8.07. Imagine a world where people with disabilities are fully included. At Melwood, we're working each day to make this vision a reality. 
as a leading employer, advocate, and preferred service provider for people with disabilities. Our trainings and programming empower people with disabilities to live, work, play, and thrive in the greater Washington, D.C. area. To learn more about Melwood's mission, services, and programs, visit melwood.org. Hi, I'm Jeff Dick, Chairman and CEO of Main Street Bank, here to talk to you about relationship banking. For business owners, it's a serious matter. A good relationship with your banker, your accountant, and your attorney is critical.